0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed.
1: In light of COVID-19, our code of ethics has never been more important. Fear-mongering tactics, false claims, They're being used to take advantage of scared consumers.
0: That's WQA Executive Director Pauli Undusser speaking at the WQA Virtual Annual Meeting in April, talking about Vision 2020. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at wqa.org and on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 169, If you're joining us for the first time, we are so glad you're here. Welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. In this episode, we'll hear from Pauly and her address at the WQA annual meeting, which was held online in April after the cancellation of the WQA convention and exposition. Pauly talks about getting clear about your vision, even in these days of COVID-19. We'll also have a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage and our WQA tip. Now, on to Paulie Undusser, speaking at the WQA Virtual Annual Meeting on WQA Radio.
1: So a question I have for all of you today who are joining us online, how clear is your vision? Is your vision clear enough to see through the chaos of today's crisis? Well, let's take a step back for a moment and let's dive a little deeper. What kind of vision do you have? Are you looking in the rearview mirror trying to recapture the glory days of what once was? Or are you wearing blinders that prevent you from having peripheral vision to see the threats and warning signs of what's around us? Or are you focused on what's ahead to see the challenges as well as the opportunities? There's a big difference. Regardless of how clear your vision is, WQA can help gain clarity and focus because WQA has the resources you need and because WQA has you, our members especially now during the COVID-19 crisis, we need to remember who we are and why we're doing this in the first place. What better vision could there be than bettering the quality of water for everyone, right? We are an essential industry, deploying essential people and doing essential duties. As we think beyond 2020, I want to touch briefly on three key areas for setting our vision. First, we need to think big. I mean, really big. And then even bigger. Recently, as I'm helping my second son practice driving to prepare for driver's ed, I have been reminded of one of the rules of the road. Aim high in steering. You can't just look 10 feet in front of your car or you'll miss what's up ahead. We need to keep looking beyond today, aiming high to spot the challenges as well as the opportunities on the road up ahead. I know things like COVID-19 are blurring that vision, but Steve was right when he said, there will be a constant demand for more solutions and new innovations from our industry. When I think of our vision, I think of FOMO, The fear of missing out. Let's not miss out on driving the next wave of technology that will help us meet our goals. Let's not miss out making time to absorb the new WQRF research or MEP education that we'll need to move our industry forward. Of course, that means we'll have to deal with photo, the fear of the unknown. We can all fall victim to that. We are being tested with the fear of the unknown right now, and in ways we have never been tested before. In order to move forward, we must stare fear in the eye and call its bluff. Second, we have to remember our why. That's been a popular topic the last few years, but it's true. When you know your why, your reason for the essential work you do, it can overcome nearly any who, how, what, or even COVID-19. And we have one of the best whys anyone could ask for, better water. And we must provide better water in an ethical manner to protect consumers. You all knew I would get around to ethics. I know (laughs) it's been a big focus for us in the past few years and all for the right reasons. In light of COVID-19, our code of ethics has never been more important. Fear-mongering tactics, false claims, they're being used to take advantage of scared consumers. WQA's code of ethics is our standard of conduct for industry members in how we interact with customers, among other members, with members of related industries and the public at large. A change that became effective in January is the addition of WQA's glossary definitions to the code of ethics. Everyone must be on the same page, focused in the same direction and working toward the same goal. And I'm proud to report that significant progress has been made. We will continue to provide resources and support for companies finalizing implementation of changes for compliance. Ours is a comprehensive educational effort with a laser-like focus on compliance to ensure maximum benefit for consumers and to protect the process of vigorous and fair competition. Third, If COVID-19 has brought one thing to light more than anything, it is that we can't do this alone. We are more influential, more credible, more fortified when working together as United Professionals. Adding to DJ's comments to engage and include young professionals and women in, in the industry, we need to expand our minds farther and be open to new possibilities. You know, just last week, I listened to the WQA radio podcast with Cindy Gresham and Ashley Green, who teamed up for the WIN mentoring program this past year. They used resources supplied by WQA, and Cindy, as a strong mentor, and Ashley, as an eager to learn mentee, had monthly calls on such topics as leadership development, networking, building resources, and professional growth. They also got together at the WQA Leadership Conference, making it a much more valuable experience for Ashley. Their experience is so inspiring. And it's just the beginning of what we expect to offer in years to come to continue engaging not only women leaders for the industry, but young professionals and professionals in related water industries as well. So when it comes to professional, I also want to let you know that we have a new professional code of conduct for our events, emphasizing inclusiveness and civility in all discourse. This new code of conduct reminds us of the cornerstone qualities that Richard Mess talked about, that our industry was built on. And those are the values of openness to explore competing ideas and concepts, but with a fundamental respect for the rights dignity, and value of all people. I also want to mention the engagement of water-related industries. WQA recognizes that perspectives on the increasing market are polarized. That means, you know, by some WQA members, it's creating opportunities, but other members view it as a big risk. So if you have the risk perspective, I want to mention that the situation today is not new, and it is expected to increase as the the need for value of final barrier treatment solutions grow. WQA will openly and proactively seek collaboration with those organizations representing related water industries with the goal of finding common ground and shared opportunities that benefit WQA members. Rest assured, all potential collaborations with other industry groups will have board level oversight and adhere to a set of parameters as guided by the board. One such success story of WQA seeking collaboration with a related water industry is the continued dialogue with AWWA and its board members. During last year's convention, we provided a show floor tour For AWWA representatives, including a very candid conversation diving deep into how we better understand our polarized areas of overlap. We'll continue to look for new opportunities for collaboration. And WQA continues to be the leading voice for all individuals and companies within the residential, commercial, industrial and small community water treatment industry. WQA membership today represents a diversity of professionals and industries, including those in related industries. Now, I know I might've stretched some of your visions a little too far. And if I have stretched it to the limits, or if you feel like you can't do it on your own, I wanna tell you that's why WQA is here. That's why all of us are here today. We need to be united together as one and have each other's backs when things get tough. We need the expertise, the education, and the experience that our association can provide. And we need all of you. I really hope this year's virtual conference will help focus your vision even through COVID-19 and the blur of reality that it brings to see what you can do individually, but even more so what we can do together in the coming decade. Let's make it a bold vision, a really bold vision. We're all one WQA, working for the betterment of water quality. Thank you for all you do for the Water Quality Association, our very best to you, your staff and your family members as you continue to rise beyond the challenges of COVID-19.
2: This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager, with your regulatory update. Previously, I highlighted Virginia's legislation on emerging contaminants heading to their governor's desk. On the hot topic of flood in Virginia, House Bill 799 will require licensed child day programs and other programs serving preschool age children to test for lead. Remediation options will include using bottled water or installing and maintaining a filter. Also signed into law was House Bill 1342 requiring Virginia residential property owners who have knowledge of lead pipes in the dwelling to provide prospective purchasers with a written disclosure that the property has lead pipes. Landlords will also need to disclose this information to prospective tenants. The disclosure form is being provided by the Real Estate Board website. I encourage you to visit WQA's Government Affairs webpage to scan our running bills list and see what your state government is proposing. I'm Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio.
0: Now our WQA tip, continue to check out the coronavirus resources on the WQA website. We've got new HR tips and resources for you We've also got a video that steps you through the various pages of content. And don't forget our update called COVID-19 and drinking water. That's at wqa.org slash coronavirus. And if you missed any of our live virtual education sessions, you'll still be able to see the recorded sessions on demand throughout the rest of the year by going to wqa.org slash convention and clicking on the education tab. These are great resources for you and your entire team. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at wqa.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.